It's such a privilege and a joy of mine to be doing the Vision Sunday and sharing it with my friend Neil. Not just because of our friendship, but because it's something as we've been talking with you about already, that Croydon Jubilee and Beulah Family Church and Forestdale um, should be journeying towards becoming one church. And just understanding that we have a similar vision um, is a, a really exciting point. So today, myself and Neil are going to be preaching the Word of God from the same passage and applying it to our churches. So those of you who are watching from Jubilee, it is a privilege to be with you. And of course, Beulah guys and Forrester guys, hi. All right, so today we're going to be looking at the passage in Numbers 13, and Neil is going to read it and preach into it. But as a point of introduction, I want you to understand three things, perhaps to point out, and I'll come back to conclude the sermon. Number one, pay attention to the mission that God has set for his people. And of course, you'll understand that we are on a mission, but we're actually God's missionaries. He had already decided what's going to happen, and he's just doing those things through us. So pay attention to the mission that was God's idea for them to go into the promised land. Secondly, you will see that there is a, necessary, a necessity to have the right perspective. Because in the story that you're about to hear, 10 of those people brought a bad report with a wrong perspective, and two of them had the right perspective with the same sort of similar facts. So the facts were the same, but the perspective was different, and that makes all the difference. So having the right perspective is important. And finally, number three is where your confidence lies. Um, and we will be talking about understanding whether this is of God, whether God is with us, and what the conclusion of the matter is. Your confidence must be in the fact that God is with us. And of course, throughout, throughout the East um, Christmas thing, we've been talking about how God is with us. We of all people understand through incarnation and where we are at, that God will never leave us, never forsake us. His spirit is on the inside of us. And so when we come to look at the mission and having the right perspective, it's all about understanding where our confidence lies. And as he said to Joshua, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you. Here's Neil. Well, good morning, uh, Beulah Family Church and Croydon Jubilee Church. It is so good to be uh, bringing this uh, Vision Sunday message to you uh, at the start of 2021 together. Uh, we are not one church, but we, uh, our friendship has grown and it's great to do this with you. Uh, the passage that I'm going to speak from today, I think Joseph's already said, is it's, become, it's been an important one for me for a few years uh, and it's become increasingly important for me and Joseph as we've prayed into what we feel God is calling us to. Um, and, and, and I love it because I think it's got lessons for us. Uh, at Croydon Jubilee Church, we uh, a number of times have had John Bryan, one of our elders, who, who Beulah, he spoke to you in the series we did in September. John Bryan has, has often encouraged us to see the journey of the people of Israel from slavery in Egypt into the wilderness wanderings and then entering into the promised land of God as, as like a reflection of our lives as individuals and as Jesus' church from slavery to sin to freedom from sin, but life in this earth into the eternity with God where we will enjoy him face to face, not like in a mirror dimly as we do now, where there will be no more death or sickness or crying or pain. 
And, and there are lessons for us in this passage today for our wilderness years, for the wanderings that we're doing now where we are free, where we are loved, where we enjoy relationship with God, peace with God, and yet we find uh, that sometimes our own desires wage war with our hearts and our longings to please God and where the world that we live in is, is a hostile one to the gospel that we love and that we proclaim. And uh, in, the, in, the, in today's passage, the people of Israel, they face change and they face challenge. And I just want to say that, you know, as Joseph and I use this passage and apply it to us in the situations that we face looking forward into 2021, we know that not all change is good. We know that not all change is of God. And yet the passage shows us that if, if it is God that is leading us to a particular change, then no matter what challenges come with it, there is only one way to respond to the change God's calling us to. And I will share those with you soon. Um, I'm going to read the passage to you. And then, I, as I say, it's a long passage. I'm going to read all of chapter 13 through to verse 10 of chapter 14. And then I hope to not speak for very long after I've read it. But I want to speak to you today about our mission, about our perspective, and about our confidence. Um, and so let's, let's read. Um, you don't have to read along with me unless you want to. I'm reading from the ESV, uh, and the words will appear uh, on your screens as you watch. Uh, so this is Numbers chapter 13, verse 1, all the way through to 14, uh, verse 10. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. Let's note that God is giving this land to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every man a chief among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the people of Israel. And these were their names. And I'm not going to read all of their names, um, but one of them was Joshua, uh, and one of them was Caleb. Um, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up into the Negev and go up into the hill country and see what the land is like and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds and whether the land is rich or poor and whether there are trees in it or not. Be of good courage. And bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rehob near Libo Hamath. They went up into the Negeb and came to Hebron. Uh, Ahiman, Sheshai, Talmai, the descendants of Anak were there. Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came to the valley of Eshol and cut down from there a branch with a single cluster of grapes and they carried it on a pole between two of them. They also brought some pomegranates and figs. Those grapes must have been huge, mustn't they, to be carried on a pole between them, a single cluster. At the end of 40 days they returned from spying out the land and they came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, I told Moses, we came to the land which you sent us. 
it flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the Jordan. But Caleb quietened the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against this people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim, and we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night, and all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness, Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to the congregation of the people of Israel, the land which we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the law and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Then all the congregation said to stone them with stones. But the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. I, I absolutely love that passage. I, I am, I am, one thing I want to be clear as well is that I am not saying that you are either a Joshua or a Caleb, or you are one of those ten who brought a bad report The reality is, is that we are being transformed by the renewal of our mind, aren't we? Sometimes we respond like uh, Joshua and Caleb, sometimes we respond like the ten. Uh, And as we face change and as we face challenge, we we will come at it in different ways, depending on what the change is, depending on what's going on in our lives. You know, there can be things going on that cause us to react uh, in different ways, in different situations than we might ordinarily or that we might want to. And as we look at the change that lies ahead of us in 2021 as we look to God again for his leading in this new year we want to bear in mind the lessons of this passage we want to bear in mind the lessons of this passage so the 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 spies uh, bring a bad report uh, except for Joshua and Caleb Moses Moses and Aaron fall on their faces before the Lord in in what I can only imagine is like an act of surrender, like, God, what do we do with these people? Don't they realise that you are taking us into this land, that you have already said that you're giving it to us, that we don't need to be afraid of this bad report? For for Moses, it was a fact-finding mission. 
There was, there was nothing in Moses sending the spies into the land that was, well, if the cities are too big and if they are fortified and if the people are strong and if the land is poor, there was nothing in Moses that was not going to go into this land depending on what the outcome of the report was. They were always going into this land, but Moses wanted to know what he was getting into. And we do that, don't we? We, we don't ignore challenges that we face. We're not naive. We do plan. We do, we do go into things with our eyes open, with our, our minds engaged and with our hearts oriented to God. We do these things, but we never shrink back from what God is calling us to just because it might be difficult, just because there are strong people in the land or because the cities are fortified. We don't fight flesh and blood the way they had to. You know, we, we, we fight the, you know, the rulers and authorities of this dark world and, and the spiritual forces in, in the heavenly realms. We, we, we get to pray. Whereas they had to go and take the kingdom, we just get to pray, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God is calling us, Croydon Jubilee Church, Beulah Family Church, God is calling us to take land for the kingdom of God, to see the gospel advance, to see men and women and children transformed by the power of the gospel in their lives, that they would be added to his church, whether yours or ours or or any other, but that Jesus would be worshipped in this earth. I want to talk about their perspective then, and our perspective therefore. Joshua and Caleb's perspective was looking at the possibilities that this place offered them. They were looking at the size of the fruit, how good it was, how it was a land that flowed with milk and honey. They weren't focused on the challenges. They weren't focused on the problems. They were focused on the possibilities. They were focused on the promises. They said, if God delights in us, We will do this. He will give us this land. He will take us into it. And so should our perspective be too. As we face challenges, as we face change, our perspective should be on the possibilities. If we're looking at this, what could possibly happen? What is the good that could come of this? And we know that God being for us will work out all of the problems. He will work out all of the challenges. And we can just follow him into the promised land, into the things that he's calling us to, knowing that he is working it all out. And lastly then, I want to talk about their confidence. Their confidence, Moses and Aaron and Joshua and Caleb, their confidence was in God. Their confidence was in a belief that he delighted in them, that he would give them the land that he had promised them. Joshua and Caleb believed that their defence, their enemy's defence had been removed from them, but that God was with them. We can have that same confidence, can't we? Jesus defeated sin and death on the cross. And so now we can say, if God is for us, who can be against us? You know, if, if God did not spare his only son, but gave him up for us, how much more will he not now graciously give us all things? If God delights in us, Croydon Jubilee Church and Beulah Family Church, he will give us the land that he's calling us to. And let me tell you, 
we have a stronger confidence than, than Joshua and Caleb had. We know that God delights in us. We're not asking the question, does he? We know he delights in us. He delights in us. He showed it by sending his son for us while we were still sinners. He lives in us now by his Holy Spirit, giving us a deposit and a guarantee that he is with us, that he is for us, that he will never leave us or forsake us. We can have confidence that God is with us. We can have confidence that no matter what challenges we face, no more problems lie ahead, that God will work it out, that he has promised that he will lead us into the land that he is taking us to. Now, these lessons mean that the only question for us then is, is the change we're looking at change that God is leading us to? And I'm going to, you know, we're still, we're journeying that together, aren't we? I I will let you decide. I'm not going to say too much else there. There are still problems for us to overcome as we look at the changes that we're looking at. But God is able. I'm going to hand back over to Joseph now. Uh, God bless you uh, and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Neil. That was so encouraging, very clear and thought-provoking. So to apply these things then to where we're at, as I've been saying to the guys at Beulah, that the way I read the scriptures is I read it and I try and put myself in the text and to obey the word. Okay, so the Bible for us as Christians is not a theological academic exercise. It's not learning information. We are disciples and as our manual, we look into it that we may be instructed by it. So, application. Where we're at, we've been journeying together in terms of where God might be taking us as a church. And really, I want to say that our vision has not come from our own. We did not one day as an eldership team sit around and think, okay, what should we do and plan something? It came from, particularly at Beulah, the whole vision of a church of a thousand came when I was not even in this part of the world. I was I was, what, four years sitting on some dusty veranda on the, on the east coast, um, sorry, the west coast of Africa in Ghana. Like I said, I was probably in primary school at a time when John first had this vision, which is interesting because Joshua and Caleb, and Joshua in particular, in his time, the vision that God will bring them into the promised land when it was given was not when he was around. Joshua was a young man. He was when God was speaking to Moses, Joshua was a little boy somewhere who, who had nothing to do with it. But he came to inherit the promises. And that's interesting because Neil and I have come to inherit promises. So these are not from us. They haven't even began with us. But what is important is that we have come to believe that the vision and the promises of God are true and real and are of God. In other words, the church of a thousand is of God. Multi-congregations for Jubilee is of God, a diverse church that we have longed for and believed for that is becoming real in Beulah. It is your portion, Jubilee, with that vision of a multicolored baby. These things are not having its origin from men. So in terms of the mission, just like God said to Moses, I am giving you the land, now go and spy or go and send spies. We're saying that it is God who is saying he will build a church of a thousand. He will build this multi-congregation, this diverse church. That's what he's longed for. That's what he says he will do. That's where our mission has come from. That is our mission. We want to build a church that is multi, 
multi-congregation, in other words, meeting lots of different people in their communities, that is multi-generational and multi-ethnicity. That is the vision that we have seen, a church that gathers lots of people. And in terms of biblical application or biblically judging the prophetic word in terms of our mission, well, God says we read the end game. At the end of this world, when God ushers in his kingdom, there is a picture that we see. And that picture, of course, is people from every tribe, every nation and tongue gathering around the throne of Christ and worshiping God, his maker. The end game is sure. And therefore, we can have every confidence, not just by the prophetic word, but by the scriptures as well, that this is where we're going and we're in line with the scriptures. So our mission is clear and it is of God. Secondly, Neil talked about perspective. And I want to say two things about perspective. I think Neil has already explained, sometimes we react differently depending on what's going on in our lives, but having the right perspective makes such a big difference. So, change and challenge and the perspective you have on change and challenges. When, um, when, when I come through a difficult time, I find myself responding better when I have taken steps back, prayed, and given myself enough faith or, or being inspired by the Spirit of God so that my reactions or my response is better. I always find that every time I stop and do that, my reactions or response is better than when I haven't. Okay, so at the, in the September when we, we first unveiled this thing of becoming one church and exploring and journeying together and stuff, I remember Neil and particularly the Jubilee guys and the Beulah guys, we were saying to you, we want you to pray. And that, and that was important because we want to come from a, a perspective that is not of our flesh, but one that has been consulted with God and responding. So in our text, 10 people came and brought the same facts that Joshua and Caleb also saw. But the difference was the other people, the 10, were scared. They were fearful. And the two were faith-filled. They did, the two did not deny that there were giants in the room. There were giants in the land. They did not deny that. They did not say the report is wrong. They're saying that the report is, the facts are true. Nevertheless, the faith that God has said he's going to do this and the fact that God is with us means we must not shrink back. We must go forward. Now, Jubilee, I know I'm not part of your church fully yet, but I have had the privilege of being friends with Neil and your eldership. We've met a few times, going to know them. I've been involved in some of their situations. So, for example, I know um, that Tim and Jazz have gone. I know that Chris Rowe is gone. I know at the beginning of the year right now, you're about to lose Sam, who's done this amazing work with your social media and I know Sally, your children workers. It's like, whoa, there's a lot going on with you guys. Nevertheless, so those are facts. Beulah, I mean, we used to love coming together hundreds, well, 150 of us worshiping together. And now there is like, you come into a room and you, we're limited to 30 people in the room. And we're not sure whether the other people are watching. We're not sure. We're trying to work out, trying to do this, Zooms and groupings and 
And for us though, guys, the challenge of not meeting together and trying the Zoom thing and you've gone from 25 and meeting in a person and but now your Zoom is only 12 people coming and, and people longing to meet together. All of those challenges, some would say, therefore, stop. Therefore, don't do anything. Therefore, just shrink back. Can you not see the problems that we have? Can you not see the difficulties and the challenges that are in front of us? How can you be talking about vision and going and plowing ahead? You need to stop. Look at the problems we have. I will say that that will be the kind of response that the 12 has. I mean, the 10 had, because they saw the problems. And I will want to commend all of us, all of us, every single one in this room to understand that yes, the facts are true. Yes, we are going through a pandemic. Yes, there are limitations on our meetings. Yes, there is a desire to meet. Yes, there is, because we're not having that meeting together, there is mental health issues. There's this, there, there are people who are getting sick. There is fear all around us, not just um, in the world, but the pressure it has on us and the decisions that we're making. Yes, all of those things are fact and true. But the perspective is, has God said he will build a church of a thousand? Has God said he will build seven congregations, multi congregations with Jubilee? Has God said he will create a diverse church with Jubilee? Has God said Croydon will be a doorway into London, that revival is coming? That God, has God said these things? Because if he has, then come what may, whether there is a pandemic, whether, whether our some of our key guys are having to move on. Whether finances have been difficult, although I hear Jubilee you've done really well coming through some, some battles and establishing yourself. Whatever the difficulties that we have in front of us, I want to commend us to take the view and the perspective of Joshua and Caleb. And I want to therefore finish on the third point, confidence. Because this, I believe, is where Joshua and Caleb were coming from. While everybody was looking at the problem, what gave them the right perspective was something that they threw away. It says, do not be afraid because God is with us. And God has taken their protection from them. God is with us. And if God is pleased with us, it doesn't matter what the problems are. It doesn't matter what the limitations are. It doesn't matter the situations that we're going through. Therefore, let me finish by saying this. Innovation happens through within constraints. And so, yes, there are limitations. Yes, there are difficulties. But if we want to keep believing God and walking in the direction and fulfilling the mission that God has given us, our only true response must be, how do we do what God has said in spite of the difficulty? Having gathered the facts, having seen the problems, how do we go forward nevertheless? Because of what God has said and what God will do. I wanted to encourage a few individuals and actually mention some names, but there isn't time for it and I'm sure I'll miss some of you. But I want to say that this is the time for you to really believe and find ways that you can step out and do what you can do in making sure that we continue to grow so that we don't drift through the pandemic but actually we drive through it. And that even now, in a time where great darkness falls upon the people, that the glory of the Lord rises upon us. For his glory's sake, you can bear much fruit, even in this time. In Jesus' name.
Amen.